Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to do a little NFL draft review. Talk about, I don't know, quite a bit of the players. Pretty much all the position players we think might be some kind of relevant. Running backs, wide receivers, tight quarterbacks. We'll talk a little bit about them, but not going to make as much of a fantasy impact. And maybe a little bit of the tight end, see if there's a player or two that has a situation where he can do something. But before we get into that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. Go follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit or the website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. Make sure you guys keep you know following us on Instagram. We're going to have some more information coming out really soon on our listener leagues we're going to have going for this year. If you go check it out now, you actually get to see a little mock-up of the championship belt we're actually going to be giving to the winner of the overall leagues this year, which is provided by Pro-Am Belts. We'll talk about them a lot more as we get going here, and you can check out the you know, awesome championship belt they're providing for us for this league, which last year was won by us, so somebody has to try to dethrone us from the championship, Jeff. I don't know if it can happen this year, but we're going to have, what, as many leagues as possible. Whoever wants to be in a league with us, they're going to be in a league with us this year. You're going to be able to win the belt if you do that. So make sure you guys keep following on there. Get information. We'll be releasing more of that as we go. But I think it's time to get to, get into the draft, Jeff. What well, Might as well talk about running backs first, I think. Always the most fantasy relevant, obviously. So we'll just go in order, basically, of players and where they were drafted. So obviously, Saquon Barkley, the top guy. We, always, we knew he would be. We knew he'd be the top guy once the season started. Yeah, you know, for the rookie running backs. And he goes to the Giants. Pretty clear shot there. He's going to be the guy there. I think it's a decent fantasy situation for him. He'll have, what, Jonathan Stewart backing him up now. So what do you think? Barkley? This isn't even, not if he should be drafted or not. Obviously, he's going to be able to top of How high do you think you're going to rank this guy? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do worry about, obviously, the Giants' offensive line and their offense getting going. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley is by far the most talented player coming out in this draft offensively. He is probably going to be hovering right around uh, that the end of the top 10 for me for running backs. And and that's because of the situation. There is plenty of other running backs this year, and a lot of them have proven themselves. I'm going to go with the safer option. I know a lot of guys are probably going to reach on Saquon just a bit because he is the shiny new toy in the play chest. Um, wonderful guy, but uh, I, I think it... The New York Giants, because of the way they played last year, it does cap my expectation just a tad on him. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be great. The problem is if you he's gonna be top ten for me too. But if you expect what like Zeke did as a rookie, it's not the same thing. Zeke had an amazing offensive line. Yeah, the best yeah. offensive line that's, in the NFL. That's the difference. That's why Zeke was so good as a rookie. It doesn't always quite happen like that. And Barkley's going to be great. I really think he's going to be great. It's just what yeah, what Zeke did was ridiculous. Barkley, I don't think they're going to run him into the ground like that either. I don't think that's what they're going to quite do. I think he's going to be a, he's going to be top ten at the end of the year. But you know what you're saying. There's so many guys that already have done done it and you can get them no problem around there so you might not want to take the risk and yeah Barkley's gonna be he's gonna be hyped so much he's there's no rookie discount on him no at all and you know that is not you know I don't know I don't know why I have to even say this but you know putting him at the end of the top 10 is not a knock against him whatsoever I mean I, I think it's crazy the fact that I almost have to I think I have to say that because I think so many people will be up in arms, you know, saying that we're underrating Saquon Barkley because of all the hype behind him. Um yeah, terrific. But, you know, you keep it within within reason. That goes for every rookie because I know it's very very fun to kind of guess where they're going to end up, especially after you, you know, we've had a few draft classes that people haven't forgotten that that really blew up. Um you know, this is this is not that draft class. I think there's a lot of guys that went in good positions, and and Saquon is a that's a pretty good one. He doesn't have to compete for the position really; it's his. He's gonna play. It's more of is it gonna take him the team a year to uh, put the players around him so he can really so they can open holes and he can kind of show off the talent that we know he has. Yeah, I think he's gonna be great though. It's just but uh, it's a big risk yet drafting a rookie. 
every time it it works out some years, but not always. So just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it, a lot of it depends too on Eli and how good that offense can be. Yeah, if well, Eli's out there throwing the ball around at Beckham, it's going to open things up. But I think Eli could be done. So. Yeah, I, well, I don't know, and that's a tough one. They're they're gonna be with Eli, right? There, there's no way around that. Um, it, it's more yeah. about will Beckham stay healthy? Will Sterling Shepard? Yeah. They they do have a lot of weapons, really, and it's more about, um, like you said, Eli performing in that offensive line, making sure that they you know keep everyone where mm-hmm. they're supposed to be because they do have a a lot of people to throw to. They have a great running back in the backfield. They don't have that you know that many reasons to not perform well on offense this year. They were just so bad last year. I know injury and everything about that. You can, you know, point your fingers. But um, they were just beyond bad. So, yeah. I, you know, it, I definitely want to keep an eye on that and see how that progresses over the, uh, you know, over training camp. But until I see, uh, you know, a relatively healthy team step on the field and, and start getting back to where I know they can be, Saquon Barkley will be at the end of that. And, you know, really, I mean, we could go into the whole thing and start naming off names like we do so many times. And, and I'm wondering where he would end up. And especially in a uh, in an auction league, how much money this guy is going to go for. Could go for a lot. Yeah. I'm looking right now to say, I'm trying to slot him in. Let's just say. Right now, obviously, Gurley, Bell, Zeke, David Johnson, the tops. Then right now, then it's Kamara, Hunt, Fournette. Then Melvin Gordon at eight, Delvin Cook at nine. That's kind of where you can slot him. I think you can. Some people put him ahead of him. Some might put him below Cook, right, and that'd be right at ten. Yeah, and so that's kind of where he's going to be. I will. I would put him ahead of Freeman, who is the current ten. And Barkley is actually currently eleventh, but that's not even with all the updates. And he will, he will end up probably. I think at the end of the day, he's going to be more like seven or eight. Is where he's actually going to rank. Yeah, and and I think that that's where and it's not that big of a difference really. No. But for me, I I do drop him a few. Like I I know a lot of people aren't going to take. They'd probably take him over, you know, Melvin Gordon, or they probably take him over, uh, you know, one of those. You got Delvin yeah. Cook because he was hurt see, last that's right. year. I can see him slotting into eight and yeah. possibly seven over Fournette and over Fournette in the PPR. I think over in the PPR he'll go over Fournette. And at least I I understand that one. I I, yep. I do get that. And I I think he should be bolstered up a few. Um, would you actually take him over Fournette in a PPR though? Yeah, I think I would just because Fournette still kind of slightly worries me with injuries. So okay, it's more of the yeah. risk factor. Yeah. That's just the Fournette. If, if I knew Fournette was going to play sixteen games, I'm picking Fournette okay. all day. Yeah. It, I just don't think Fournette's going to play sixteen games. No, that's kind of where my head's at too. I was just wondering. Yeah. All right. How about the second guy off the board, running back Rashad oh, Penny? Which I liked Rashad Penny almost as a sleeper type candidate as maybe the sixth running back taken. Now I didn't think he's giving up the, the second running back taken. I don't think many team many people thought that, but the Seahawks take him at the end of the first round, and I think that can't say for sure he's just going to be handed the job. But I mean, first round draft you you draft a running back in the first round, and your competition is Chris Carson. I think you're the guy. So Penny last year ran for twenty two hundred yards, seven point eight yards per carry. The year before he only ran for a thousand, but that was seven point five yards per carry. His his college career ended with seven point five yards per carry. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, impressive. Yes, he did go to San Diego State. The it wasn't like he was playing against the greatest competition all the time, but those still those are pretty impressive numbers. He had twenty three touchdowns as well last year. So I don't know, though, what to think about the offensive line for Seattle. They were pretty poor last year. Russell Wilson was running for his life. No running back could really get going. Chris Carson was the best, but was he really even that good? He was okay. So, I don't know. What do you think about Penny? I mean, I don't – I don't. yeah, it has nothing to do with Penny. I, I do think that Penny is a, a relatively good prospect. Um, but I'm kind of surprised that they picked him that early when I feel like they should have filled in a few holes, you know, besides the point and what they should have drafted. I like Penny, but yeah, I probably won't be reaching to get him because I don't believe in that offensive line, like you said. And, and really, you know, were the running backs last year as bad as they looked? Because I mean, they were terrible, right? Or or was that all the line? I, I I have to say that it was more of that. And I know we just talked about you know Saquon Barkley, and I'm worried about that offense. Yeah, I'm still putting him in the top ten. Rashard Penny, I think, is 
going to be hugely affected by how badly that Seattle blocked last year. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where, I don't know, he, he falls a long way for me. I, I think that he was a good prospect. I think he landed in a good situation for a franchise draft or a future. But I think this next year, he's gonna he is going to struggle, not because of him, but because of that line. Well, and a little bit about, I mean, Penny is known as kind of, he's not very good at maybe as a pass blocker, which... Fantasy-wise, that's not going to affect anything for us, but that could keep him off the field at times. You know what I mean? That could mean that could mean third downs. He might maybe he doesn't get the chance. You know, and they might need him to come in and block for Russell Wilson, which they probably will. Knowing how that line was, they might take him out of the game. So that he might be a two-down back for a little bit until he can figure things out. Which I mean, who knows? Maybe he will be much better than that anyway. It's hard to say, but that's always a it's always a risk. Yeah, and I just that offensive line was so bad. None of, none of those backs could get going at all last year. It was bad. There was nothing you could do with the Seattle run game. So this is gonna. I'm probably gonna. It's gonna depend on where he ends up being kind of slotted in once we get going and where we see where he is in the ranks. It I mean if it's it's pretty clear he should be the guy. He's gonna be probably in the twenty range for me. Yeah. You know, in somewhere in there, I just don't know where yet. Right, and I agree with that, but right. I do think because of where he comes in, right, because he has no one behind him, mm-hmm. he should be the guy. He should be getting a ton of reps. I believe that he'll probably be in the teens. Uh, probably, you think he'll end up? With- I, I do mm-hmm. because really, if you look around, once you hit that spot, it gets That's- you know a little dicey. Yep. So I, I do think he's going to be there, and I think that is probably why I won't have him on a whole lot of my teams because it, he he falls in that like just that weird. Weird kind of place in the draft where I would go and gra- grab a wide receiver or something. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's kind of. It's all going to depend on what number is he your, your third back? Is he your fourth back? Fourth back? Yeah, of course. Everything changes by what 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 when, when you're getting them. That's exactly. all. It's all about value. It really is. It's all about value. Yeah. Everything changes our mindset on how much we like a player depending on what spot he is in your team. Exactly. And as soon as you know Pete Carroll comes out and says something about Rashad Penny being a three down back and he loves him or something like that, his stock is going to shoot through the roof again. And because he's going to be the primary back, he he you know he makes another jump up, and that would be the end of any chance of me seeing Penny. Um, but that's that's just the way it goes in preseason. Guys kind of rise and fall depending on the hype they get. All right, how about Sony Michelle going to the Patriots? Okay, honestly, how much do you uh, love this one though? I I like I like Sony Michelle a lot. The problem is the Patriots. It's the Patriots, and yes, he has a pretty clear spot to just kind of. Deion Lewis is gone. Somebody needs to take those carries. But it's the Patriots. We don't know. I mean. He's going to be what fighting for time with what Burkhead? Uh, well, I mean, you I can guess. you can name a ton of guys on that roster. White is not going to take really carries away from him. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy there. Hill, that, Jeremy Hill got signed. Gillis Lee. I mean, they really do have a ton of bags, and I think that he is, without a doubt, probably is him and Burkhead are going to be the one and two, if you will. But, but everyone gets a shot on that the team. Patriots to actually take a running back in the first round. Yeah, that I feel like that means something. And also, like <laughs> it is eerily similar to, to Deion Lewis. And, and after seeing what he could do, and that's why I thought you were going to actually love this pick because you were yeah. so high. That's on where Deion I'm Lewis. at. It's just I worry though about the hype again. It's always about the hype. Yep. I worry about where he ends up. It's not really seeing that yet in the early ranks. Obviously, this is on Fantasy Bros before they're all updated. With he's at 36, but I'm not going to care that at 36. He's going to go higher than that. He is. Behind obviously Barkley, he's then behind Penny. He's behind Geis. He's behind Ronald Jones. So th- that's not bad. Like he's actually not being too overhyped within the running backs, the rookies. So that's a good sign. So if you can get him as a he, I mean at best he's going to be ranked as a running back three. I think. I think I don't think that's yeah. bad. I my biggest <laughs> the reason I didn't like this at all is because I think this just really really hurts Burkhead. Like, yeah. well, it actually might be, it, you know, you can look at it either one or two ways. Uh, you know, he Burkhead was still very productive even, even with Deion Lewis getting a, you know, a ton of touches. Um, so you could think, okay, Burkhead is still going to have pretty good production and this is going to kill all that hype. So you're going to be able to get him at a huge discount, which I hope. But then again, you look at it and you're like, okay, that also means that Burkhead really probably won't make a you know a jump up into a, yep. another level, which I thought he could without Deion Lewis there. So made me a little bit sad being a Burkhead fan, but um, Sonny Michelle is so intriguing as a prospect. 
I, I really want to see how they use him. And like you said, how how rare is it really for the Patriots to spend a first round draft pick on a on a running back? Yeah, it's extremely. I mean, they just don't care who's holding the ball. Pretty much just don't fumble and you'll get a shot. So, I mean, I have to think that means something this time around, but you I, can't I, say for sure. But yeah, I would have to think as well. All right, the next guy is his teammate, Nick Chubb. Georgia and Georgia going really back-to-back. Back, he goes back. to Cleveland, which I don't love this fantasy-wise because he's gonna. it's going to be a timeshare, him and Carlos Hyde, at least for this year. There's there's no way it's not. Well, uh, uh, how does Duke Johnson? And Duke Johnson, too. It really, yeah. I mean, it's so that's my question. They they pick Nick Chubb with a second round draft pick in an early one, so obviously they like this guy a lot. They do. Does that mean are they preparing to lose Duke Johnson to free agency, or are they or they only have Carlos Hyde for a year? Yeah, like there's one of the two of those is going to happen. They're not mm-hmm. drafting this guy that high to let a three system, you know, begin yep. in Cleveland. I have no idea. <laughs> I just know right. that I have no idea what's going to happen with this. And I'm going to stay away from all of them. Carlos Hyde just dropped completely for me. Yeah, and that one hurt him. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd still draft Nick Chubb in Dynasty. I think. You, yeah. But for it, future, I think that's good. Do you think that Duke Johnson still deserves the amount of respect he gets in PPR, even with this I think move? so, because I think, I think his role is going to kind of stay the same. And I think it's more of a Nick Chubb, Carlos Hyde thing. Might be switched around. But also that means Duke Johnson's not going to have any kind of jump up. It's net, people they keep expecting Duke Johnson that maybe they'll use him more as a regular running back. It's just not going to happen. Obviously, they don't think of him that way if they draft the Nick Chubb. So, I just think it kills the value. <laughs> Hyde and definitely Chubb yeah. for the first for next year's fantasy. So definitely this year. What are you going to do? You can't trust it. I'm not going to draft it unless one of them gets hurt. And if you, can, if you can get these guys for nothing and you get them both, maybe. But no, I just it's Cleveland too to top it off, which. They're getting better, but they're not there yet. So, and I mean, in a couple years, sure, when you got Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb out there throwing the ball to Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman, it'd be a really good team. I don't think it's going to be their debt. So I'm going to stay away from this one, even though I like the player and the pick's fine. It's just too much there to trust fantasy wise. If I knew who was really going to get the majority of the carries and how they're going to use the running backs. So yep. maybe you will know that before you actually get into your draft. But it's very difficult to speculate at the moment because all three of those guys, I like them. They're all talented. Yeah. All right, the next guy. How about Ronald Jones going to Tampa? I, I think he has a – this is, to me – Oh, he's going to be the starter. He's the guy. He has to beat out Peyton Barber, which, whatever. He can beat out yeah. Peyton Barber. Yeah, they have no one there. I mean – Jaquiz Rogers. He has the job. This is his job. Yes. And this is going to be – I think he's going to be in a really good spot here. This could end up being right now. I think he's my, I mean, he could be my number two rookie running back just because of situation. Cause I don't see a, I don't see a reason why he's not going to get all of the work. Yeah. And I think they have a pretty decent offense. Yeah. There's no doubt so, about it. I'm, I'm wondering how, I mean, what it comes down to is how high can this guy climb? How talented do you actually think Ronald Jones is? See, yeah, this is, it's all going to depend on, on value for him as well. I wouldn't prop. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in my mind where I'm going to slot these guys in. Cause I think we're going to do ranks for next week. We're going to start doing some early rankings. I don't know where to slot him in yet. I'm looking. He's probably honestly in the early twenties. Because right now I'm looking about J.J. is 20, Alex Collins is 21, then Lamar Miller is 22, Deion Lewis 23, Carlos Hyde 24. Honestly, I think I want Ronald Jones ahead of Lamar Miller at 22. Yeah, I, I don't too. mean I don't know what the other running backs they might it might switch some of the stuff, but I think I want him over those kind of players. Because right there, think about that. It goes from Alex Collins at 21. That's kind of to me the last of the guys who are going to be the you know the top <laughs> the, getting all the carries. Because I just I guess Lamar Miller is just out of my mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I, so it goes. Yeah, Miller, yeah. Lewis, Hyde, Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson, Chris Thompson. I think he's ahead of those guys. I do too. I think really Alex Collins is the last guy that has a major role wrapped up. I, I think Lamar Miller is on the cusp of starting to trend down, especially in that offense where they're going to throw heavily. So without a doubt, even though I'm not really sure, I can't really make heads or tails of of Ronald Jones. I know he looks really really good at times, and then sometimes I think he you know. I don't I don't know where he goes. Um and we've seen pretty good backs have up and down years on the Bucks as well. So I'm kind of waiting to see, but situation alone, this guy kind of fell into a better place mm-hmm. to have 
relevancy right away. And it really doesn't have anyone to compete against at all. No. No. So I think that's good situation for him fantasy-wise. I like that one a lot. How about the next guy? Carry on Johnson going to the Lions. Ah, this is an interesting one because, I mean, the Lions obviously signed LeGarrette Blount, who it's not like I think much of LeGarrette Blount, but he's definitely going to be used. Still got Amir Abdullah, who's never now, obviously, he's not going to be the workhorse at any point. And if he makes, he should still be on the team, but he's going to be around. Theo Riddick could be around. I don't know how much work Johnson really gets in year one. I think he's, I don't know. It's not enough to make me want to draft him right now. Yeah, he. He got drafted too high not to play him, yep. and that running game was so freaking yep. bad last year that I think they will because I think automatically right out the gate, he is going to be the best all-around back they have because they will have, you know, what do you have, Riddick, you have Amir Abdullah, or primary guys that are going to catch the ball. You have an aging, uh, you know, cinder block of a running. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and who knows, maybe he'll just be – um, a goal line but guy, maybe that could help. be a problem too, though. Yeah, hurt, it, it could for, be, and it could hurt his value. Um, Kerryon Johnson is a guy that I'm going to be watching, and unfortunately, his stock will rise and fall as you know, as it always does in the preseason, everything like that. So, um, you probably either you have to take a chance on him if he if he doesn't show anything right away, or his stock is going to go up, and then you're going to have to overpay for him. But I, I like him. Um, in more of a, a franchise setting, once again, I, he does have value next year. Yeah. But it's whether or not it's going to be early enough in the year for it to be worthwhile for whoever drafts him. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's worth a shot though if you want to put him on the end of your bench. But that's about it for me. It's not much more than that because we don't know. There's a lot of guys there. If I mean, if like they they release Amir Abdullah, sure. There's a lot more. You know, we can see a better, a clearer picture there. I don't see that happening yet. So. We'll have to wait and see. That's the one. Let's just wait and see how things are looking. How about the next guy? Darius Geis. Go to the Redskins. He fell quite a bit. So obviously there's some um, we've been a lot not really nothing really has come out to say why he fell so much. It just seems like people NFL teams weren't quite excited about his attitude, late to some meetings, maybe. Make, there's a lot of random stuff. And that is why Washington is a yeah, perfect place fine. for him to live. I don't care about it. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. He's in a great spot. He was he could be a lot of people thought he was possibly the the second best back in the draft. I mean, not everyone; it's not consensus, but you know, number two back in the draft was on a lot of people's minds. He's in a good spot because he just has to beat out what Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, basically, I, I, I really beat out Samaj P. Ryan. I really think he's going to be the starter as well. I think yeah. Geis landed in um, an unbelievable spot, just like Ronald Jones did. Um, Almost as good as Rashad Penny if Rashad Penny if he you know had a little better of a team around him. So I, I don't know. I mean, you never know with someone like that. I really hate when I hear about um, people not getting along or doing yeah. that because I always worry about them making a, an example out of uh, the rookie, yeah. especially P. Ryan. He you know I don't think he's a long term guy, but I also think that he is a very I, everything I hear about him is very professional. He doesn't really fumble the ball. He's up you know a hard runner. So they might make Darius, you know, actually win it from well, him. They still got Rob Kelly, I guess, which I don't think much of, but he's yeah. still there. Yeah, I kind of forgot about him to be honest. But. Yeah, right, that's about. Well, yeah, Geis is the most talented of these guys. And once again, you know, in the first couple rounds, if you get that guy, you're you know more than likely you're going to use him, and he will see the field. It's just how what percentage of the carries is he going to get right away? Yeah, I like him a lot. I really do. I. Hard to say where I'd slot him in. Maybe as my third running. He might be the third guy, though, for me. He really might be based on situation. Situation? I I think he's... I don't think those other two are any good. I honestly think behind Saquon, I think Darius Geist, as of right now, because we haven't heard anything, as long as he doesn't do anything stupid, (laughs) I I think Darius actually has the the second best situation. Yeah, it's him him or Jones for me right now. And I I, I tend to think that Geis is the better prospect. Yeah, I believe. It's weird that he went so far, what, is the seventh running back? Is that what he ended up being? Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff going on that teams didn't just want to deal with, which, hey, Washington doesn't care. Yeah, they, they never do. <laughs> I like him as a prospect, though, and I'm not going to worry about that other stuff until it actually maybe he'll see if it matters. Next guy, Royce Freeman, who this is probably the last one of the list that I see a, a shot at being fantasy relevant this year. Yeah. Freeman going to the Broncos. 
All he has to do is beat out Devontae Booker and D'Angelo Henderson. I think he can do that. There's no guarantee, but I think he has a good he has a good shot at it. If he's better than them, it's his job, obviously. And he's he's been a very productive running back in college. I mean, he's been a four year starter, thirteen hundred yards his freshman year. His sophomore year was his best when he had eighteen hundred yards and six point five yards to carry. It's not like the it's not like his senior year was bad. Fourteen hundred yards, six yards to carry, sixteen touchdowns, so he does pretty well. He's productive. He's gonna have a shot. I mean, Booker hasn't done enough, really, to you know, he he's not he's not guaranteed the job, obviously. So Freeman, I think, could definitely take that over and become the starter there. Obviously, I think Booker will still work his way in, though. And they might want to see what Henderson, if he has anything. So not 100% guaranteed, but he should be pretty good. I I actually am pretty high in Royce Freeman. Yeah. I He might be my favorite running back as far as value because I think he will be a little forgotten on Denver. I think people are going to assume Booker is going to be the guy there. And I, I think he's a little underrated as well. I, I think Royce Freeman, hopefully he doesn't get a whole lot of hype, I, I could see him being a late pick that pays off like big, big dividends because I really, really like that guy. And I think in a Denver offense with Case Keenum there, and they have a lot of firepower now offensively uh, throwing the ball in the wide receiver, I think that that's going to take a ton of pressure off that run game. I'm, I'm pretty high in Royce Freeman right now. Yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the ones that has the most potential, especially for this year, which I think I think he's going to be – he has more potential in this upcoming season to me than Sony Michelle might even or than Nick Chubb might. Just a, a clearer shot at the you know job. I still worry about, you know, like Michelle's playing for the Patriots. So I think Freeman, man, he's – I don't see why he's not right up there with Rashad Penny for me too. He's right there. He's better than uh, – I think he's going to be better than Johnson this year. Yeah, and you don't, and you won't have to pay the price yeah. you have to pay for Penny because Penny's already the guy. Yep, that's why I'm really, that's why I'm very, very big on him, and I really do. I, I'm kind of surprised he. I mean, he was a third round guy. He's not. I guess he shouldn't. I shouldn't say underrated, right? But um, he he was very, very productive, and he showed a lot of a lot of good qualities. I, I really think he landed in a great spot. And then that's pretty much it for me for the guys that have a, the clear shot. But some other names maybe. The Colts drafted two running backs, which is interesting because they didn't go, they didn't draft anybody before the fourth round. So Marlon Mack should feel good about that. But then again, what was Marlon Mack only a fourth round draft pick last year? So they drafted a guy in the fourth round this year, Naheem Hines from the NC State. He was solid. I mean, not he, he really only played one year as the starter this past year. He had uh, just over 1,100 yards, 5.6 yards to carry. So he's solid running back. And then they also drafted Jordan Wilkins from Old Miss. You never know what's going to happen to these fourth and fifth round guys. So Marlon Mack was feeling pretty good after the first two days of the draft. No running backs taken for the Colts. And then they go get two of them later rounds. It might mean something. Yeah, Those I mean, two guys, have they have more of a shot than most, though, just because of Marlon Mack doesn't have a clear stranglehold on the job. No. I, the thing about that, though, you know, I think uh, Naheim, Naheim Hines. Whatever his name is. Yeah. I believe... Um, he has some upside as far as athletic ability. He's, yeah. he's a pretty fast running back. What I worry about is the fact that you're going to have luck come back, and you're absolutely going to have to have a guy that can uh, be back there and pass block. So I think it really is Marlon Max for the taking. I don't think that they're going to throw a rookie running back in there if, if they think at all that luck can get hit. So that is what leads me to believe that it is Marlon Max's job. I think his draft stock is going to rise. I'm not too worried about these two guys, to be honest. Yeah, some of the other guys that were drafted, Mark Walton went in the fourth round to the Bengals, you know, but he's behind I really, Mixon. It's I really wanted to see. I was hoping that was going to be yeah. kind of a sleeper, but going to the Bengals, just, you're just screwed. Yeah. Like, there's no possible way he's going to overtake Mixon. Uh, what's his name? Edo Smith with the Falcons, so he's third. Yeah, the he's screwed. Kalen Ballage <laughs> going to the Dolphins is kind of interesting because yeah, yeah. it's just Kenyon Drake to beat out. I mean, Gore's there, but you know, it's whatever. That's interesting. There, There's... I don't think Drake is guaranteed anything either there. He was he was good, but it's not like he blew everybody away last year. So Chase Edmonds going to the Cardinals, kind of just going to be, you know, maybe he gets some work alongside David Johnson, but he's not going to do anything else. John Kelly goes to the Rams. Obviously not much there. Boston Scott goes to the Saints. He's down the Trenton Cannon in the sixth round going to the Jets. You never know. That could be something interesting. David Williams to the Broncos. Bo Scarborough went to the Cowboys. So that's the guy I think that he's your handcuff now 
to Zeke. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how far he fell, though. Uh, that that one surprised me. I mean, he if you do this a year ago, he was going to be one of the top guys. Yeah. So I, I think Dallas got a real steal here, but it's unfortunate that they will never have to use him. Yeah. So that's. So I was hoping he was going to go to a different team so you could actually see if he, he if he worked out. Yep. And then the final guy was uh, Justin Jackson went to the the Chargers. So probably don't expect much there. Seventh round guy shouldn't do, but you never know. Justin Jackson was good good at Northwestern. But how about wide receivers? Let's talk about some wide receivers, which it's always harder to, de- to figure out how these guys are going to do. Last year, we had three guys in the top 10. We thought, I mean, for sure, they're going to be, one of them is going to be great, and none of them were last year. So we don't know what to expect a wide receiver. First one off the board ended up being DJ Moore. Surprising in a way. Thought Kelvin Ridley would be the first off the board. DJ Moore lands in a pretty good spot for him with the Panthers. I think, I mean, he has a shot to be the number one guy at some point because Funchess is the current number one and no one i don't think anyone's 100 percent sold on devin Funches being a number one guy so either way Moore's gonna have plenty of opportunity right away i i just i don't trust rookie wide receivers though it i don't even know how you how do you figure out who's gonna be great as a rookie wide receiver no one would have saw odell beckham coming you know all these guys like that but i like dj Moore. i just i don't i don't really know what to think i think he has a good shot though he has a good opportunity yeah, I think I, I really in the in this draft, um, I, I really think that DJ Moore, because he's at the Panthers, he is going to be the most impactful rookie out there. And I know a lot of people are going to probably look at some of the guys down the line, Kelvin Rid- Kelvin Ridley, um, going to the Falcons. Um, I like DJ Moore better personally. Um, yeah, I think he, he's really really athletic, and y- you never know because once again. Panthers are very, very all over the board how they actually distribute the ball. Funch has had a great year, but, uh, you know, we can easily see that, that you know, Newton keeps running it, and he also keeps passing a even more to the to the running back. Um, you know, not only Christian McCaffrey, obviously he, what, soaked up 80 catches in his rookie year. There's yep. no doubt that he can even probably go higher. So how many throws are gonna, he's going to see his way? Um, I'm not sure, but... But if I was a gambling man, I, I would take that bet. And I think as far as rookie producing, I think DJ Moore is a relatively safe bet. I, I really do like this kid and the position he's in right now in, in Carolina. Yeah, I do too. There's, I mean, there's just a clear opportunity there. There's no – I mean, what's the, what's their number two currently? No, uh, was it Torrey Smith? I think they signed Torrey Smith. Like, right? Why, he easily, easily can be that guy. And we've definitely seen Cam Newton put up big um, numbers – running the ball or throwing the ball. So we can definitely see that again. How about then? How about Calvin Ridley? Number, the second one off the board gets a team up with Julio, which, you know what? This is, there's no reason why he can't be great. This is, I mean, Julio, this is the same kind of situation. Julio came in there when Roddy white was still probably about what Julio is now about the same age. Roddy white was never quite as good as Julio has turned out to be, but yeah, Ridley could be productive. It's just I think this caps his value a little bit right away. In the future, he, he still could be great, but I don't know how great he can be in year one playing alongside Julio. He'll be, I mean, he's going to be good. He's going to show flashes, but he's, he's number two. He's clear number two. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I do have to say, though, with, with Ridley, I, I think this is the best spot he could have landed because he won't yeah. have to match up. He's not going to get double teamed yep. ever. Not even saying he's going to command that right away, but I could see if he went to the Panthers, he could see a lot more, um, a lot more, pretty much defensive pressure. Uh, not to mention he's just going to be playing with a, you know, whatever you want to call it. He's a better passer in the quarterback that he oh, has yeah. in Atlanta. So you know, with Matt Ryan, so I, I think he can learn behind Julio, and I think that he will be very, very productive. You just, I always wonder how high his ceiling is because you heard so much about Ridley in, in college and how productive he was and how great he was in Alabama. It's going to be, you're going to find out really, really quick if, if this guy is going to be a, a wide receiver to all his life, or if he really does have that uh, explosive kind of step in order to become that, that guy there as soon as Julio, you know, starts declining, which probably won't be for another couple of years anyway, but yeah, I mean, Ridley, he doesn't really have like, he's not a terribly, 
big receiver, but that doesn't seem to matter anymore. If you're good, you're good. Yeah. It, it's not the same as it used to be with that. Obviously, Beckham's shown that. Antonio Brown's shown that. I just always wonder because Beckham and Brown are also pretty freakish when it comes yeah, to that's, short distance yeah. quickness, speed, and then the route running ability. They always praise Ridley for that, but um, I've never really... You know, you just don't know until you actually see it against an NFL corner. But I guess we didn't like players like Odell Beckham. It's not like I thought of Odell Beckham like that in college. I barely knew Odell Beckham oh. in college. I mean, I've heard the guy, but never, you never know. And Antonio Brown, he played for <laughs> Central Michigan. He never, I mean, we're in Michigan and we barely, I don't think, ever heard of Antonio Brown back then. So you just never know what, what's going to happen. All right, about the third guy, Cortland Sutton, going to the Broncos, which love the pick. Yeah. I like this because, I mean, Thomas and Sanders are are both getting up there a little bit more. They haven't been terribly productive the last couple of years, but a lot of that's to do with probably the quarterback situation. But this might I, – I, <laughs> I like Sutton. I, like, I kind of like this. He definitely could beat out – he could get a lot of action out there. I don't know what this is going to do year one, but what, I mean, what is Sanders now? 30-31? I think both of them are. I think they're about the same age. And I honestly don't think Emmanuel Sanders has really been that amazing lately. He, he, so yeah, he was hurt he's much more by now. the yeah. much more by the quarterback play than obviously Thomas was. So I mean, they obviously feel that way too. They're going to get a guy what in the second round here. So and he is a big guy that has a lot of raw talent still. So I really like Cortland Sutton once again. I, you know, I, a lot of these guys. I do have to say this. So I think it was a. As far as uh, fantasy goes, I think it was a a lighter NFL draft offensively. I I think this was much more geared towards the defensive side of the ball. Um, But I think there is a lot to like, um, especially with these certain types of guys, that you can draft them in franchise leagues and it'll pay dividends later. I I really do wonder how much he's going to be able to get going right away. Because I don't see Emmanuel Sanders completely falling off. And that whole offense just looks reborn, right? I mean, mm-hmm. once again, Thomas and Sanders, you got Case Keem in there as a quarterback. In order to help that situation now, you have Sutton. That is going to be their third guy. That is another big body red zone target. And you get Royce Freeman, which obviously we're a, a fan of. Um, so you kind of replenish that running back situation. I really like what they did. Um is one of those situations where you wonder if Cortland Sutton went somewhere else where he could be the number two right away, it, how high he would have gone because his size alone is really intriguing. Yep. How about we move to the next guy? Dante Pettis went to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this one's interesting to me because people kind of think of Pettis as more just like a slot guy who was, he was a dynamic punt returner. This guy could return punts. He had, let's see, last year, Four punt returns for touchdowns last year. Nine in his career at Washington. That's pretty impressive. But do the 49ers go draft a wide receiver in the second round just expecting him to be a punt returner? And just, no. Especially when they don't have any wide receivers. Right. So I think he's going to be a little more than just, you know, just the punt returner and just just the slot guy. I think he's going to get a lot of looks. And they don't. Okay, they have Pierre Garcon, who he's. He's fine, but he's already he's 32 now, too. So I think his best days are behind him. Marquise Goodwin was good last year, but he's going to be him and he's not. Pettis isn't going to be playing his spot. They're definitely going to be different positions. Pettis could get a lot of looks. I really think he could just rack up the catches. Maybe it's going to be more of a Jarvis Landry type numbers situation. Now, I'm saying he's going to put Jarvis Landry numbers, but a lot of catches for not a lot of yards, but that could make him a pretty interesting. You know, PPR option, and this guy could break some, you know, break some of those for touchdowns, it looks like. I don't know. I think this is very interesting. Getting to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. He if I think he's he's not gonna just play in that slot though, like people think. He's gonna do a lot more than that. He's obviously extremely talented. They're gonna try to get him the ball and I think in as much as they can. So I like this guy. I like this pick. I do too. I I think there's certain positions and we pretty much are about to this guy and obviously the next one. You have four that just have a clear path to playing time right away, and Pettis is one of them. Um, and once again, like like you said, they got him in the second round, not to mention you're rebuilding this team. So you're not taking that lightly. You're not just throwing it out there. I, I have to believe that they really think this guy can be a significant part of their offense, um, obviously giving more weapons to 
uh, Garoppolo. So uh, I really don't know the type of player he's going to be in the yeah. NFL. I mean, I it's guess hard to say what they're going to actually want, what they want to do with him. Right. But um, I, I agree with you. And I, I really do think that you're going to be able to get this guy at a, at a low price. And that's what yeah, I like oh, about him as, as well. It was kind of interesting looking back at his stats here. His junior year, his most catches ever was last year, 63 catches for 761. So he never like put up huge numbers as a receiver. But in his junior year, he had 53 catches for 820 yards, 15 touchdowns off those 53 catches. So... It's, this is going to be an interesting one. I'm really curious how they use him and what their what their plan is there. Next guy, Christian Kirk. Uh, this is another one. A perfect spot. Yep. He's going to get to play Kinda, right away. He might kill my Chad Williams deep sleeper thing. This might kill that. But I mean, you think he can step in and be right? wide receiver too immediately. I think, I think he's going to be. And why, I mean, why not? I thought he – I think he was expected to go a little higher in the wide receivers than this. Um, ESPN they had him as the third best in what he ended up going as the sixth or the fifth receiver. So not bad. I don't think people didn't expect Pettis to go ahead of him at least, but he's also, he's only five ten, which is sometimes it, it's not as much of a deterrent as it used to be, obviously, but it's just the perfect spot for him because he's going to be the number two. I mean, and for the future, it's definitely a perfect spot because I mean, how much longer can Larry Fitzgerald really play? Yeah. So. And to actually get to play behind him and learn from him. I, I yeah. you know, you wonder how much production you actually can get out of this guy, but in a franchise, maybe he's not the, he's definitely not the boomer bust, but I think he is as safe as they come almost as far as the rookie draft goes. Yeah. If you're not going to be able to get like Saquon, say, or, or DJ Moore. But Christian Kirk, I think, is going to be a productive guy, you know, f- right out the gate. Yeah. I don't know how many touchdowns that means. You know, because like you said, he's not a big guy, but um, I, I just he's one of those guys. I think he's gonna have a lot of catches throughout the year. He's another one though. He's 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 similar to Pettis and good returner. You know, they think of him more maybe as a slot guy, but he returned one punt for a touchdown last year, one kick for a touchdown. He had six punt returns in his career for touchdowns. So you know, he's definitely another dynamic player who can make stuff happen. So that I'm really curious about, interested in how that one's gonna end up going. Especially with, I mean, that's a decent offense. If Sam Bradford played as the starter this year, you got David Johnson and Fitzgerald. Now Kirk, that's pretty solid. And I'm, I'm watching the end of this uh, Cleveland-Toronto game right now, actually. <laughs> so if I'm not paying attention, it's, it's 102-101, Toronto's up. The minute 52 left. Well, I'm a LeBron fan now. I don't know where that happened. Oh, God. It is happening. All right, next guy. Anthony Miller goes to the Bears. So the Bears draft a wide receiver in the second round after they just signed, what, Allen Robinson. They signed Taylor Taylor Gabriel. Gabriel. Basically, to me, this kind of means that they really don't expect much from Kevin White. They let Cameron Meredith go. To me, that was an original sign. Okay, maybe they think um, Kevin White is going to be doing something, but maybe not. I can't believe they wasted. I don't know. I don't like this. I don't either. I'm not saying anything about Anthony Miller. I just don't know. Did they? Did they need a run a wide receiver here? I guess they really just don't expect much from. They could have just. They could just kept Cameron Meredith. And that's my question: is what? What do I not know about Cameron Meredith? Right. That's what it's. That's it. It might say more about what they think about what Cameron Meredith yeah, is. Because you didn't have to pay that much more for him. You could have kept him, and you could have gotten a wide receiver later. I don't know. Either that, or they think that highly of Anthony Miller. And he's he he was very productive at Memphis last year. Ninety six catches, fourteen hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns. The year before, ninety five catches, fourteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns. So yeah, he's I'm extremely sure. extremely productive player. So that's, I mean, that's kind of, I guess what they're seeing. He's, it's always, it's interesting to see how that translates based on, you know, playing at Memphis, not quite the same as one of the big conferences, but Hey, that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean much. It it is an interesting one. I don't really, I don't want to get too, uh, too crazy because I know Trubisky is there and I really not sure how he's going to play. I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into that, but Anthony Miller, you know, what he beats out. Kevin White or Kevin White doesn't want to yeah. play and he's the number two immediately. Yeah. Taylor Gabriel in the slot. So I mean he he will get playing time in that I, situation. I, I think he's a good player. I just it's it's an interesting one to me. I just I think it I guess this probably just means more. It means more for Kevin White, I guess, too. It means yeah. it means Kevin White He's on notice. Yeah. It's kinda if he wasn't already. Yeah, that's kind of what you know, that must be more what this means. But Miller could be 
he this might be end up great. Miller might be the number two to Allen Robinson, and we'll never we'll forget the name Kevin White ever existed. Because Taylor Gabriel is no more than a, th- a third receiver, probably anyway. So, how about the next guy? It's another second, still in the second round. James Washington goes to the Steelers. They traded away Martavis Bryant over to the Raiders, and they go and draft a wide receiver to replace him. So, I actually love this guy. Yeah, I, I think it's such a smart move by that organization. Cut ties with a guy that you know. Obviously, he needs a fresh start anyway. He was super athletic. Don't get me wrong. Mark Davis Bryant was a freak athlete. It wasn't working there. Yeah. And they go out and they were able to get James Washington, which I think he does have some things, obviously, you have to work on. But he's going to be a third wide receiver, so he doesn't necessarily have to be pitch perfect. And the two guys above him are Antonio Brown is obviously possibly the best wide receiver in the league. And then you have the up-and-coming Juju Smith-Schuster. So I think James Washington is the perfect guy. He It's weird watching him play, though. He doesn't even look like a wide receiver out there. It's just kind of a just a weird hybrid of a player, but I think in in Pittsburgh, I I just think that's such a good fit, and uh, you never know. I mean, in a couple of years when Antonio Brown starts slowing down, I think this guy could be really really productive. But once again, I think he's more of a franchise guy than um, next year. Even though I think he'll have games where he does really well. Yeah, you look at his when you see him at when you see five eleven two thirteen, you don't necessarily think wide receiver very much when you see those. You know, it doesn't quite you know necessarily <laughs> that's not what you think all the time hey he'll be the number three there but juju's gonna definitely have the definitely jump up draft boards i feel like now with martavis gone for sure and washington's gonna be just not thought of probably no he, he really won't all right what do we got next here jacksonville drafts a second round receiver was it dj chark i don't even know how to say his name yeah and this okay what exactly i have nothing against the no, wide receiver himself nothing. because he, they, they have there's a lot of good stuff about him he's very fast he's tall he's probably a little more raw yeah. but it, what what are they doing in second the in second round i feel like they have way too many wide receivers do you hate all those guys or what's going on Oh God, I'm not. I'm staying away from all of them. I know. I'm wondering what the organization. I mean, maybe doing. he could step up here and be what, the top guy. It's possible, but they just they re-sign Lee. They sign Moncrief for a year. They got D.D. Westbrook. They got Keelan Cole, who was productive. I mean, what? I don't know what they're doing. I feel didn't they pick up one more guy? Yeah, they, they probably did. I can't. I I I think they did, and I can't remember. I feel like there's right so now. many guys, and but um. So yeah, I don't know if he's really going to have any. And once again, it's Bortles and it's a run first offense. So you know, I don't think that uh, this guy is going to have fantasy value, but his uh, his measurables are really intriguing. Yeah. So I don't know what to think. He could work his way into the lineup. Maybe he will be a, a sleeper. I wish I could tell you. I'm not sure exactly how this one's going to shake out. Yeah, and he's he might be more as of right now. It might just end up being more of like a big play guy. You know, that might be with a four point three four speed. That's pretty pretty impressive. Four point three four. Yeah, and that six three too. Six three, almost two hundred pounds. I mean, he's yeah, he's he. I guess he could be used to you know red zone and take the top off the off the defense. But and the next, the Cowboys drafted Michael Gallup, which. People expect the Cowboys to go wide receiver earlier than they did, losing, you know, getting rid of Des Bryant. So, hey, he could have some potential here to move up. And this is, but it's kind of, it could be a reach. I don't know. He was ranked as maybe the 14th best wide receiver in some things. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I honestly think they it's were. Just he has they, potential. Yeah, I thought that he, they thought one of the other guys were going to fall to him. Yeah. So I, you know, I like a Cortland Sutton, which. It's a lot like Gallup, kind of in a, in a way. Gallup is kind of the uh, shorter, less refined version of that. But uh, you know, I don't know too much about him. But people are pretty much saying that this guy could become something. Um, he's a talent that they have to kind of bring along. Yep. My question is, okay, if he's not <laughs> <laughs> refined already, uh, who the heck are they throwing to? Terrence Williams and Alan Hurts. Oh my God. I mean, right? What does that? I mean, what does that do for? At some point, does the offense, the passing offense, actually, you know, hurt Ezekiel Elliott a little bit? It definitely hurts my, per, you know, my perception of Prescott. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, how it definitely has to put a ceiling on how how productive he can be. It, I feel like it does. I, I thought they'd go higher than this. I mean, we Gallup might be a lot better than we expect. I don't really. I'm not saying. I don't think anything bad about the guy. I don't he had either. 100 catches last year. Very productive. But he played for Colorado State. You can't translate that. It's hard to say what he will actually end up being. 
he started I mean, he started his career at a community college for two years and then he had two productive years at Colorado State but I mean on top of that he too, has a chance though and and Jason Winton just retired yeah so I mean my god man if you get you gotta start scratching your head and wondering how they're gonna make sure that they don't become completely a one-dimensional team yep all right how about the next player we'll talk about a few more here Traquan Smith from UCF going to the Saints who they have Michael Thomas they just signed Cameron Meredith who else do they have Ted Ginn he's still there I feel like I'm missing somebody oh they got rid of Willie Sneed let him go yeah, I feel like there's one more there <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway I mean yeah do you see any any way that this guy is going to be fantasy relevant I, I doubt it at Dude. least not right now I mean they got Th- Thomas is going to take up most of the catches and then it looks like Cameron Meredith is probably the number two. They went, I mean, they went out and got him for a reason. They liked him. Ted Ginn, it's just Ted oh, Ginn. Oh, Brandon yeah. Coleman. That's who Brandon I was trying Coleman's to Brandon Coleman's a nothing. Yeah, he, I think he's the fourth, though. So, I mean, yeah, he can step in and be more of a – let's see here. He could be like the third the third guy at best because Ted Ginn, I don't even know what I consider Ted Ginn. Maybe a fourth, probably what he's going to be year yeah. one. And we all know that. So Michael Thomas is going to be the number one passing option, and then it's going to be Elvin Kamara, <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be no. I mean, so he's he's definitely down the line. So yeah. I, I won't. I'm not going to give not, him too yeah. much thought. He he's he's a fast guy, but you know, could be more of a slot guy. They think it's just he's he's more of a he needs to develop. He's not he's not going to be there yet. So not going to be somebody we worry about in his first year, kind of thing. All right, who do we get next? Texans draft. Kiki Cutie or something like that. <laughs> I've, been watching some, I've been watching some highlights of him, in, and I think that's how they're pronouncing his name. I always love when we can't pronounce players' names. You got any thoughts on him? 5'10", 181, going to – I mean, who, he has to beat out a few guys at the Texans. but Yeah, not, yeah not, he does. I think that's – but that's I, I do like the uh, the team. I think he, he fits well in here. I think he might have been completely forgotten, but because of Deshaun Watson and – and, you know, all of the speed and excitement that they have in the passing game, I think he could be useful on that team. Um, once again, I don't think he's going to be useful early on in the in the year, so I don't think he's draft-worthy. Um, but he's he's an interesting guy to watch because you, you don't know if um, uh, Braxton Miller is actually going to, you know, become mm-hmm. anything. Uh, Jalen Strong is gone out of there, uh, whoever the heck they had after that. So there's definitely an, an opportunity for a guy to emerge. Um, obviously behind Will Fuller and Hopkins. So, uh, you know, it, this guy is interesting. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much all the players at this point are more yeah. interesting, which this next guy, the Cleveland draft, it is definitely interesting. Antonio Callaway, who is probably more talented than where he went, but he sees some interesting off the field issues. Maybe that, I mean, he tested positive for marijuana at the combine, which, I don't care if he's smoking marijuana. No. The At problem the combine. Is, the problem is, you, this, the combine didn't sneak up on you. Yeah. You yeah. kind of knew when it was going to be. <laughs> you just didn't care. See, it's, it's more of like, and that's what, like, kind of this kind of stuff, when this happens, people are like, well, who cares? You know what? It kind of shows to me that. Well, I feel like the Browns should the maturity I'm, issues. Like you know, this is happening. I was kind of surprised, and I, I like the pick actually because I do think you got a, a huge steal with Antonio Galloway down uh, Galloway down this far. But at the same time, I'm kind of surprised the Browns did that just because they had a deal with this with Josh Gordon yeah, for so right? long. Obviously, they think that they can they can handle it or they talk to him and it's not going to be an issue. But, that's but not, they already have a ton of weapons. That's not the only thing. He he. Was suspended most of last year for allegedly using a stolen credit card. In May 2017, he got a misdemeanor for marijuana possession. In in 2016, he was cleared though of sexual assault allegations, but it's never good. It's just a lot of things, oh my God. right? It's just a lot of stuff. The guy's he could be extremely he's an extremely talented, athletic player. In one second, it's 0.6 seconds left. Tie game, Cleveland, Toronto, LeBron for the win, and he missed it. And they're going to overtime. I just had to see what was going on there. That would have been amazing if he did that again. But, yeah, back to Antonio Callaway. Do, do you think on, on the Browns, because they have so many weapons now, do you think that he's going to be relevant this year? No, I don't. And, you know, they – I don't know. It's These kind of players are always interesting. It's he, he's, he could be so much higher if it wasn't for these issues. So, hopefully he's turned himself around. 
after the combine already. I mean, it says, okay, they said that uh, the positive test of the combine was for a diluted sample, which is treated the same as a positive test, which could have its reasons why. So. <laughs> yeah, he smoked weed. <laughs> but, yep, that's interesting. All right. Is there anyone else on this list that you want to point out? Um, I don't want to go, obviously, we're not going to go down yeah. any farther, but is there anyone else that stands out and you're like, this guy and has you know, an outside chance? Maybe, again, one of the Colts receivers, because the Colts, really, what, after T.Y. Hilton, it gets, it's not, you know, as clear cut. They got what, they got Fountain from Northern Iowa and Deion Kane from Clemson. People like Deion Kane quite a bit from Clemson. He actually was ranked, I think, much higher than this. Deion Kane, he could be an interesting one. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to keep my eye on. Nobody that I really think is going to jump out and be fantasy relevant year one, just because how, how do you know? Oh, how about maybe Green Bay? Green Bay is always interesting. You never. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I was kind of looking at those guys too. I, I don't. St. Brown from Notre Dame. He was. I, I'm not even going to. I've never. I've seen that. I'm never attempted to say this guy's name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> never. But he's, he was a. Uh, it was much higher ranked prospect, you know, coming out of high school. I remember him coming out of high school. He is interesting, I think, for the future here. He could definitely, you know, he's 6'5", 214, which is always, you know, that's pretty good wide receiver size. So I like him, but he did fall to the sixth. But that's pretty much it. I mean, there's other guys that obviously that people can step up and based on situation. We just never quite know. Jamon Moore, is that it? He went to Green Bay earlier in the fourth, so he could be another one. But the funny thing is, if you look at the er, the pre-draft ranks ESPN had, Moore was ranked as the 25th the twenty fifth wide receiver. He went in the fourth. St. Brown was ranked as the 19th, and he went in the sixth. So, <laughs> you know, they who knows? They went a couple rounds a, apart, but it doesn't mean anything. But there, I mean, somebody probably from here will end up being decently relevant. Who that is, I have no idea. Maybe it's Cedric Wilson from Boise State going to the Cowboys because obviously we said Cowboys have nothing going on, like, at all. But how about, okay, <laughs> just not because it could be face relevant, but how about the Patriots drafting Braxton Berrios from Miami in the sixth round? Guess what? He's 5'9", 184, and he's white. <laughs> Does that, I mean, is that perfect? For the Patriots, <laughs> they do have a type. I guess so. So hey, he <laughs> that might be in a couple of years. You gotta love that though. I mean, they do find a way to fill out their roster with these guys down the way that they never really have to over overpay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he yeah. could be. He could be the you, you know next Edelman, next Amendola. Pick one. Yeah, and then a lot of these other guys. It's just gonna be. Hey, we'll t- wait and see what happens in the. Um, oh shoot, the Green Bay drafted another receiver. I didn't even see. Yeah, but, they have oh, a lot again. One of them could emerge. They obviously know they have a need there. No idea which one will emerge, but I kind of like the idea of we don't have any other needs. Let's just late. We're going to hit up three prospects we really like. One of them will succeed. Great. Then I'm not going to really talk about tight ends too much, but like I say, let's throw out a couple names out there. One guy went in the first round was Hayden Hurst, went to the Ravens. They could definitely use him. I just don't expect I don't expect much from a tight end in the round one ever. No. That's why I'm not going to worry about these guys too much. Just, I think there's only three. I think the first three yeah, drafted yeah. have an opportunity to actually make an immediate impact. I think Hayden Hurst is in the worst situation because I don't like the Ravens' offense at all. Um, yeah. Even and I also think he's probably the most well developed all around player, um, blocking wise. I think the next two guys, Jacecki and then Dalex Goddard, both are great receiving tight ends, and I think that they could be intriguing, um, especially I know kind of it has to come with an injury, but Dallas Goddard is in Philly, and we all know how much they love to throw to their tight ends, and I absolutely loved this guy's uh, tape. <laughs> it's a whole lot of fun to watch. Um, do you see, uh, I don't know, do you like Goddard at all? I know he's going to be playing second fiddle in Philly, but. Yeah, I mean, I think he, in the, he has some potential there. I just, yeah. Can't draft a rookie. I mean, obviously, we're not drafting these guys. We're just keeping an eye on them. Correct. If, if Ertz were to go down. Oh, he would be that's, a huge yeah. value. But yeah. what about Jaseki, too? What? 6'6", six, six, coming out of Penn State. That's interesting. Practically because a wide receiver. He has a, he has a chance there. Cause, yeah. I mean, well, he's going to be the starter he right will away. Be. He yeah. will be. That's the one Same I think. Same thing with Hayden Hurst. But. Those two, that's why I think they have the most 
potential. I just don't. I, 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 tight ends. I just can't. They just don't, no, I don't. This doesn't happen. And that's the same thing with the quarterbacks here. We don't need to talk about quarterbacks very much because everyone's talked about the quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield a lot, but Tyrod Taylor is going to probably be starting to start the year. It's just in a dynasty. Sure. Draft any one of these guys. I don't know who the best one's going to be. No one does. No. If no, you, if you had do. to pick the, if you, if you uh, come to a, fr- or a hmm. dynasty draft, you have to pick one of these guys. You can pick anyone who you're picking for your franchise, franchise, uh, league draft. Hmm. Right. I, hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know if you would pick him, but I think Josh Allen will be a bust. I don't like him. I don't like him going to Buffalo. I think that's a rough yeah. spot to go. Lamar Jackson, it just his running ability is going to make him fantasy relevant in the future. Yeah, you once Flacco's gone, yeah, you'll have to. He might only have to wait one year too. Yeah, I really think Lamar Jackson fell in a great spot for him. I know you probably anyone's probably pissed that they I mean, fell to the end of the first round when you're the Heisman in that athletic. But Sam still. Darnold could definitely become the starter there easily. He can beat up McCown if they think he's ready, which I don't think they think he's ready right now. I think they want McCown to start one year. I feel like Darnold's. Yeah, I do too. But I think Darnold's probably, and that's saying something because I don't really like any of these quarterbacks that all that much. Yeah, I think Darnold would do the best right out the gate yeah. Josh but, um, Rosen if he if he was able to get the job which is again they're not expecting him to they Sam Bradford should be the starter Rosen he had a good he'd have a pretty good team around him I feel like with David Johnson with Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald that could be interesting and then yeah hey if Ben Roethlisberger were to go down <laughs> Mason Rudolph I actually really really I, and it, well, first of all I, I think just to premise it preface it uh, I didn't want any of these teams to really draft a quarterback, especially the Browns. I think that was probably a mistake. I like Baker Mayfield, but I think you could have had Bradley Chubb and then and then also you know Ward, and I think that's unbelievable. And then figure it out later. But they did draft him, so you start looking farther down, and Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph get drafted very close to one another. Well, at the end, of, oh no, I'm sorry, Mason Rudolph in the third, which yep. I think is a huge. Uh, at, you know, I I don't know why he fell. For so long, compared to the other guys, yeah, I think it just got to that point where teams didn't need one anymore. the The team, the needy teams, got him early. Yeah, so I, I I really like the fact that Pittsburgh could get a guy, and now there's no pressure whatsoever. Even if he doesn't work out, it's no big yeah. deal. If one of those f- top five do not work out, it's it's big. Yep. Yeah, and that's after that. There's guys with some potential, but we'll have to wait and see. The only other one that I actually want to ask you about is. New York. We know that Eli struggled. Do you think that this kid has any chance? Do you think this is a wait and see kind of thing, or do you think they're grasping at straws? I think it's more probably a wait and see. I mean, they 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 just drafted Davis Webb last year. They must. I mean, I don't know if they gave up on him already. You think that maybe they're just kind of loading up, figuring it out? They got. They're just going to draft somebody here. He was the seventh best prospect, and they drafted him as the seventh best quarterback. So yeah, he's a, he looks pretty uh, prototypical. I yeah. I really don't know this guy too much. He came it, from Richmond. It's hard so. to say from guys from Richmond. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then yeah, it just it's hard to say once you don't know. I mean, obviously these NFL teams don't know either because if one of these guys turned out to be great, they would have drafted him before the fourth. Yeah, it does work out some years. It happens. I mean, yeah. it definitely happens. It's just yeah. obviously no one, not even the NFL scouts, who do this every day. No. For sure. Yeah, and what it comes down to is really the – it'll be interesting to see if any of these guys get in play. I think Baker yep. Mayfield comes in, and he, unbelievably, he's going to actually have a pretty good team around him whenever he decides – you know, whenever they decide he's going to take over. And I, I really wish I could see a little bit of Lamar Jackson this year just because I want to see if his athleticism actually does, you know, translate into the NFL because I know that's why they, he fell. They don't think that he can throw. But – I just like the fact that the Ravens are going this way. Yep. I do too. I think that's, I think fantasy wise, he's going to be, oh man, I don't want to say this, but no, I can't say it. I was going to say kind of interesting if Flacco got hurt. I don't want to like wish. Oh no, I don't wish it upon him. I but yeah, wish, yeah. I don't want to wish injury upon anybody. No, but. Maybe, maybe he, uh, he wants to hold out or something. Yeah. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. he misses the team boss. It'd he inter- doesn't make it to the game. interesting to see what happens, but all right. I think that's it. Nice long draft review. Yeah. And I'm sure we've missed somebody or mispronounced a name here or there. But, oh, well, <laughs> it'll be all right. We'll definitely know more about these guys when it actually when training camps hit, when we see some preseason action. When we actually see what's going on with these players and how they're being used, we'll be able to figure out maybe where we should draft them. But I think that'll do it. I think next week we're going to start some rankings, get a little early rankings. Probably not full rankings. We don't need to go one through 50. 
maybe like our top 20 running backs or something next week. Oh, yeah. Let's start off slow. Maybe, maybe 2025. 20, I don't know. I don't want to go too crazy right now. It's hard to we'll, – we'll, we'll keep it interesting, but we'll start with some ranks. We'll get to hear some great feedback on that, I'm sure. <laughs> Rankings are always the most controversial thing we put out there. It's always people just – either they think you're – everything's spot on or not. And I don't even know where I'm going to be on these ranks yet. I, it's hard to say. I really have no idea if we'll have to break that down coming up here. And we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>